This is Penned In, the podcast for all things bookish. My name is Anna Kate Meadler, and I'm here to help you find your next read. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 17 of Pendant. And this week, I'm reviewing Discovering Pierre Cordis, Book 1 of the Geidel series by Roxy Eloise. If you've been following the episodes on this podcast for a while, you know this book has been on my TBR for quite some time before it was released, in fact. And you also know that I've been in a severe reading slump for around the same amount of time. For those who have not listened to my other episodes, I did want to emphasize the reason it took me so long to read this book was not through any fault of the book itself. It was purely because I was unable to do it because of outside of my control life circumstances. Overall, I rated this book three stars, but before I get into why I rated it three stars, here is the blurb from Goodreads. In a future where the mention of magic is banned, one paranoid man holds all the power. Adopting children to become his private bodyguards, they are raised together in a strict institute where 16-year-old Aurora struggles to follow the rules. Finding herself disciplined often, she doesn't particularly like her endless life of servitude. Soon, she will have to take part in the Institute's annual unity ceremony, where she could end up engaged to a complete stranger. Aurora's fears of being different are realized when she discovers something about herself, something which will make most fear her, and her adoptive father will want her killed for. Friends, bullies, and a touch of something magical, Aurora's first year in the grown-ups quarter is far from ordinary. As a whole, the book is set in this futuristic, setting with a magical touch to it and is told through first person from Aurora's point of view. I realize that three star ratings can seem a little harsh, particularly from some reviewers, but overall I did enjoy this book. I'll admit, I wasn't completely engaged by page one, but once I really got into the story and understood the characters and what was going on, I really did want to keep reading and find out what happened. It can be a lot easier to critique a book than it can to really highlight its positives. So I'm going to start with what I really did like about this book and what Roxy Eloise did with it. And then I'm going to go into the more critique part where I kind of explain what I didn't like so much about it. Or again, why I gave it three stars instead of five. First off, as I kind of touched on, I really was engaged by this plot. It wasn't the most complex of plots, but it did keep me wanting to continue to read the book. Once I got into it, I finished it across two days, which is very fast for me. I think it was just nice for me to easily follow what was going on, what was happening. It wasn't too difficult for me to pick up any of the world building, which was really nice for a change. I came into this book with a few expectations from the first couple of paragraphs and also from the dystopian vibes that the blurb gives off and 
it did deliver. I will say it did deliver. In order to really determine what my star rating is for a book, especially if it's a series, I usually ask myself the question, if there was a second book, would I wait for its release? And if it was already out, would I go out and buy it? And then depending on how I answer that question, I usually determine my ratings from that. I personally think I would go out and buy the second. Unfortunately, it's not out right now, and I'm not entirely sure when book two is coming out, but if I do put this on a list somewhere, I definitely would go out and buy it, which is saying a lot for me because there are quite a few series where I feel like I'm just fine leaving it at book one. There's a couple series I've read where I hadn't bought book two, which I know is shocking considering I normally buy the entire series, but I'd buy just book one and then I'd decide I really liked book one, but not enough to go buy book two. That's mostly because those books felt complete in their endings. It wasn't cliffhangery enough. And the ending to this book, I won't give spoilers so that more people can go and read it, but it was definitely a cliffhanger. Some questions were answered, but a lot of questions were opened up at the end. Questions that I personally would like answered. Another thing I liked about this book particularly was Aurora as a character. I could really empathize with her, and there were quite a few times where I wanted to punch some characters for her. I also liked a few of the side characters. Specifically, I liked Pax and Celia, even though I realize Pax is not the most perfect person. Again, for spoilers, I will not reveal why. You're just gonna have to trust me on that until you read the book. Now for some of the critiques. At the risk of being a little too harsh, I think this book could have gone through a few more revisions. That's not to say it didn't feel polished because the editing and the writing and the storyline, it was polished, but I felt like there could have been more explanations in some points because some things felt a little too sudden, like I didn't understand why some characters made the decisions they did. And then there were other times where the timeline would just jump randomly and I completely missed it until like a couple pages later and I got a little confused as to what was going on. I think the word I'm looking for is consistency. And there were just some elements that I think could have been shown more and weren't. To elaborate on that, I feel like Aurora's training as becoming a pure accordist or using her magic was very glossed over. I was expecting to learn a little bit more about that since this entire book really is like the whole title is Discovering Pure Chorus. I thought there'd be a little more focus on her learning how to do their magic and there really wasn't. If anything, the real drama was between her and Pax, which is fine, but I did come in expecting more of her learning about her magic and the the corrupt forces behind the government. That's really what I expected, not the romance taking center stage. And back to the consistency, specifically some of Pax's actions did not make sense to me. There was one action in particular, and I can't say it because of spoilers, but I'd say it happened somewhere midway between the book. If you read it, you'll know, I think, what I'm talking about. It just felt so surprising that he would react the way that he did. Because of his actions earlier in the book as this kind-hearted, cares-about-people guy, I did not think he would do that. It was kind of the same with Riker, also. He was this, like, creepy kind of character, and then all of a sudden, they were friends? Listen, I know time passed, but 
I would maybe like to see that time passing instead of just skipping over it. Seo Jensen was another character. He, he seemed to really be more of a focus in the first half of the book. And then his character kind of changed. At first he was like this really cruel overseer who would punish her for literally everything even if it wasn't her fault. And then he, he seemed to understand her a little bit and he was actually nice, which confused me because I have no idea why he was acting that way, like at all. Again, going back to Pax, because I really liked him as a character. I thought he and Aurora had a lot of chemistry together, and they ha did. They continued to have a ton of chemistry together throughout the entire book, which is really impressive because there are many times I'll read a book and it'll feel like the author is forcing two characters together. Honestly, I only feel like he did what he did so the author could introduce a love triangle. I'm not necessarily mad about the love triangle. I just don't think it was needed for this book. I feel bad, but I did feel like the romance between Aurora and Taya was a little forced. It was a part of the love triangle, I get it, but she is so much better off with Pax. They are so good together. I honestly think Aurora and Taya's relationship should have just stayed sibling-like, and it would have been a lot better. The last element that I'll really pick on here before I quit is the ending itself. As I mentioned before, it was a cliffhanger, but in honesty, I'm not sure if it was a cliffhanger because it was actually a cliffhanger or because the book should not have ended there. To me, it felt unfinished. It didn't really feel like the end of a first book in a series. The author succeeded in wanting me to want to read more. Like, I do want to read more because so much was left unanswered. But at the same time, it just felt like a lot of the rest of the book very jarring in how it ended. I think I got to the acknowledgements and wondered if my e-copy was missing a few pages. That's how jarring it was. I'll stop the critiques there. I realize with so many critiques on a book that it can run the risk of feeling like I'm harping on the book or trying to discourage readers from reading it. That's not what I'm doing. I promise. I just... In order to really give an overview of the book, you kind of do need to focus on the good and the bad. And I am partly saying this because of the debate that is going on on social media right now. If you aren't aware, quite a few authors are, and Book Talk, are kind of arguing about whether or not there should be negative reviews and how far should we go in those negative reviews. I personally think giving constructive criticism is fine, and that's what I do aim to do in these podcasts. So I felt like when I was critiquing this book, I did give quite a few reasons as to why I liked it. I didn't just say I don't like it for no reason. And again, overall, I did like the book. All of these issues did not deter me from liking it, and they should really not deter you from liking it. I just think it's always better to give a full picture of the book and the problems I think it has before you decide to go and buy it. I realize it did get a little off topic there. I realize we're not really reviewing the book anymore, but I think the point stands for all of my reviews. You can listen or you cannot listen, but in the end, these really are just my thoughts, so always take them with a grain of salt. And that's all for this week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening in, and make sure to check out all my other episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Spotify.